episode number 77, Camaro 1LE, faster than Z28. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. We're going to talk about some more fast cars this week. How how fast? Oh, surprisingly fast. I I still can't believe that I was reading what I was reading. Oh, by the way, everybody, welcome to fall. Yeah. Still feels like summer here. (laughs) Yeah? Yep. It was 92 degrees today here in Studio South. Yeah, it's been been in the mid-80s to low-90s this week here, too. (sighs) Fall ain't what it used to be. Pretty soon we're going to be wearing shorts and tank tops at Halloween. That's just fine. That's just great. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. So, all right. So, we're going to talk about the lightning lap and what did the Camaro One LE do compared to the previous generation Z28? I'm stunned. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit more about Z28's uh, shocks and how it is getting transferred into something that I never thought I'd see. Um, is the IROC Z the best investment for a classic Camaro? Bloomberg thinks so. And we got a bunch of voicemails and an email. And uh, we're going to have some fun with, we do this every year, 10 cars that are discontinued for 2016, and even more fun, this ought to be nice and rude, uh, hopefully we're, we're going to not offend too many people, uh, Haggerty lists the worst automotive accessories, if you have this on your car, tune out now. <laughs> I remember back in the 80s, it was the Crown Air Freshener, do you remember that one? Oh, that was into the 90s, dude. Was it? I remember yeah. it in the 80s, that's for sure. Well, the 80s were six by nine speakers sitting on the back, like underneath the rear window of your Cutlass Supreme. That's true, too, with the uh, the neon green and neon pink uh, windshield wipers as well. That's right. That's with right. The, with the uh, louvers. Double windshield wipers. Yeah, true. Yeah, yep, true. And if you had a Cutlass Supreme, the old uh, G-Body style, you had a two by four for a bumper. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Oh. So <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit, though. But let's talk about the lightning lap. Some impressive numbers coming out from the Chevrolet camp. Yep, there sure are. Um, this 2016 Car and Driver Annual Lightning Lap from Virginia Intera- International Raceway. Uh, number one uh, is the uh, 2016 Dodge Viper ACR. Did we talk about this last year, last last episode? We sure did. Yeah, but here's the thing: is that that number that the One LE put up is faster than the fifth generation Z28. That's impressive. That's really impressive because, you know, the 5th Gen Z28 was just a badass trackmobile. You rode in it, right? Yeah, I sure did. I got to tra- take it around Gingerman quite a few times. And what was it that you said about that car? Didn't you say it was like an animal or a beast or something it like that? It was. It was definitely a beast on the track. That thing stuck to the track. It was incredible. It's, it's a, definitely the best tra- the best car I've driven on a track ever. And I've done so the ZL1, the 1LE, and the Z28. And that was, without a doubt, the car to, to do it. The brakes were just incredible. Those carbon so, ceramic brakes, though. <laughs> so here's the deal. That was a $75,000 car sticker. Absolutely. The 1LE is, what, 40 and change? I believe uh, price tested was 45700 okay. So you're talking a $30,000 difference, and it's faster than the Z28. Yep. 
Is it because it just has more power and better weight? Or do you think the Z28 uh, was so great because it had great tires and that Multimatic uh, shock suspension? I'm curious to know what makes the one the new 1LE make it so fast. You've said that that your new 2017 Camaro SS convertible with the LT1 engine in the mm-hmm. automatic transmission yep. seems to pull faster and harder than than your uh, 2013 ZL1. 2012, yep. Or uh, okay, 2012, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and I still get people saying, dude, the ZL1, 580 horse, and you downgraded to a 455 horsepower car. I didn't. I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, it's not that I don't believe you. Of course I believe you. But it just seems really weird that you're down 100 horsepower, but yet you're faster. Because of that 200 weight, uh, pound weight difference, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing, the, the one big difference I can tell between my ZL1 and my SS was the sticky tires. Now, mm. my SS doesn't have those sticky tires. My ZL1 did, and I can definitely tell the difference. Did, uh, didn't you have a spare set of wheels and tires? I do. They're still at discount tires stored away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> you might want to go and get those. Well, they call me every year. Now that we're going into fall, you might want to just let them be. Yeah. Um. So interesting, very interesting. So it, I, I'm just stunned because we said when the Z28 came out, how can you beat that? The thing is a monster. It's a track-eating destroyer. And here we go, just grab the 1LE and you're on the track faster. The, the Camaro team knows how to keep up in that bar, man. They just they just keep doing it. Uh, the 2017 uh, Camaro SS 1LE hot lap came out this week too from Motor Trend. And, and the car dominated just dominated uh i think it's the same it's 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 up for an award as uh the best driver's car it's a contender again this year for best driver's car and uh the 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 driver said the only bad thing about the car was he didn't own one that was it this is motor trend this is motor trend that's the magazine that would pretty much destroy anything that made that had a bow tie on it. I know. How times have changed. Spectacular. Yeah, but I would definitely encourage anybody, uh, head on over to uh, our good friends at CamaroNews.com. They posted the video of the 2017 Chevrolet Camaro SS 1LE Hot Lap, which is the 2016 Best Driver's Car Contender. Uh, prices tested was $45,700. Uh, it's just your standard 455 horsepower Camaro with the 1LE package. Uh, curb weight as tested was 3,700 pounds. What a fat pig. <laughs> but let me tell you, it kicks ass. <laughs> kicks ass. And that blue with the matte black hood, nice. It looks good. It Real looks really nice. Good. Real nice. So let's just say that you want a, a ZL1, but you don't want to spend that $65,000. So you buy the 1LE. You spend an extra three and a half four grand on a good set of lightweight forge line wheels and that's just optional but then you spend another thousand dollars maybe a little bit more on a good sticky tire and oh my god yep now there you go after six months you get bored you slap on that magnuson supercharger and not only do you have a killer track car but you have a 10 second <laughs> strip car Ooh, 
Ooh, yes, that's indeed. crazy. Yes, indeed. We talked about that in a, a couple of previous episodes when I was at LS Fest with the Magnuson guys. Cool stuff. Yeah. So the 1LE, we've said it in the 5th gen. We're going to say it in the 6th gen. That's the performance bargain. That's the middle of the road, perfect median of power and cost. It sure is. All right. So we could talk about this for hours, but we want to get you talking. So make sure um, that you know you, you call in with your voicemails. But before we get to that, I've got some nifty little news. Being an old ZR2 guy, I had a 1996 S10 ZR2. Chris, remember that? I sure do. You drove that thing around everywhere. That was a good little truck, man. I remember but, driving. Uh, Where did we go to in Michigan? Remember? we? You're like, oh, we need to go to this wheel place. And it took us all freaking day. And didn't, didn't, we didn't get back till late at night. The wheel place? What yeah, there was a wheel place. It was a pin conning Michigan. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, we were going to do a freelance website job for that guy. Um, and we were, in your, we were in your ZR2. And we drove my ZR2. In fact, that's one of the brakes wore out on it. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I put that thing to well over 100,000 miles without even ever being in the shop. So anyway, long story made boring. Um, the new Colorado's coming out. I was impressed with it when I drove it. Was it last year or the year before at SEMA? Yep, two years so ago. So according, according to our friends at Autoblog, they've got a nifty article called The Camaro Z28's Trick Shocks Will Make... The Colorado ZR2, a mini Raptor. So basically what it is is those really rare and interesting shocks from Multimatic mm-hmm. that's on that 5th Gen Z28 is going to be allegedly on the new ZR2 Colorado. I just think it's neat. And I'll just, I'm just going to touch on this. Um, the article says that one of the great advantages of the spool valve damper is predictability because the design of the orifice... <laughs> The shocks aren't very susceptible to things like heat buildup and heavy use, which means that every compression of the shock will behave almost exactly the same way. On the track, this means the handling on the last lap will be much like it was on the first lap. The same goes for a long stint through rough terrain. So it's been proven on the Z28. They're putting it on a truck now. Where is it going to go next? It's already been on a race car and now onto a truck. It's been on the Z28. So what's next? The 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 cruise? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I just thought it was neat to see the technology move from one to the other, meaning Chevrolet is really thinking about performance in not just the Camaro and the Corvette and even the Cruze, but moving into the truck thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see how this uh, this whole ZR2 thing shapes up. That's it. Yep, That's it. yep, yep, yep. Oh, boy. So this week... I got tagged in a Facebook post. Yes, yes. Then I had to too. untag myself, but the content was good because it, it generated a lot of talk. Bloomberg says the IROC Z is your best investment for a classic Camaro. What do you think about that? In my personal opinion, I do not disagree with that. There's a 69 Camaro at every car show you see, but third gens are starting to get kind of faded out almost like fourth gens huh very very much so it says these mass-produced special edition versions of the z28 camaro chevrolet built from 1985 to 1990 have seen huge gains over the last five years with the best examples up 50 percent in value since 2011 according to car insurer Haggerty. comparable ford mustang gts have increased just 39 percent in value still that's still pretty good and a uh, good article, real good article about some of the best, once ubiquitous cars are stronger than ever now. You know what? I will always have a soft spot for the third gen. 
it, yeah. it what's was, your favorite it was what I, your favorite one what's my favorite third gen yeah is it still the 92 92 z28 just because okay. it was finally beat that five liter mustang <laughs> the 93 just ate its ass alive i would have to say but, an 89 iroc z it's just classically it may, it may not be the fastest you know i think it was like only a 305 or something like that yeah. But it's just that classic IROC Z Camaro that everybody had. That was just, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, it might not have been the fastest car on the block, but I still think it was, it was pure Chevrolet back then. My dad had an 86 IROC Z, and I drove that around quite a bit, and I just enjoyed driving that. Very low slung. You kind of lay in it and put the put the steering wheel right down to your thighs and yep. just kind of cruise along. It was a great cruising car. Was it an automatic? Yes, it was. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It was a good-looking car, man. Oh, boy. You know what? I've got this 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 this, this whole I romanticize about this idea of getting an old third-gen Camaro Z28 or something and ripping the engine out and dropping an LSX engine in it and, <laughs> you know, really making it something phenomenal. And, eh, I don't know, man. I, well, according to, according to this article, it says if you're thinking of buying one and you don't want to wait for an auction, start looking online. You can find them as cheap as $3,000 and as expensive as $30,000. But most of them are in lie from ten dollars to $20,000 range. What do these things cost brand new? Um, 16, no, no, no. I don't know, actually, because your, your two, your 93 Z28 cost 16, 8, 16. Out, out the door. So I got to think that, I know that the IROCs were actually pretty expensive. Were they? came down to it. Yeah, so, I think so, but I don't know Camaro? if it was 16, I know there's 000. a Camaro white book around. Oh, here it is. Yeah, where is it? Get the, pull Let's the white see. book out Let's and see. find out what a 1990, what, 89 Z28 yeah, IROC Z cost. Uh, Meanwhile, while you're talking about that, I'm going to talk about what sold at Barrett Jackson, a 1990 Chevrolet IROC Z Coupe 1LE, with uh, let's see here, five, it was a five liter with five speed manual, 97 out of a possible 100 points in judging, $59,400. I still had the plastic on the seats. Dang yo. Okay, I found the price. All right. So, uh, the uh, 1989 IROC Z Coupe with the eight-cylinder, the retail price, $14,145. The IROC Z Convertible was $18,945. Wowie. What's interesting is the Camaro RS, oh, well, that's a convertible, eight-cylinder, was $16,995, and the RS Coupe, Six-cylinder was eleven thousand four ninety-five. So, so in nineteen ninety, if you bought this one LE IROC Z with ninety-five original miles on it, one of thirty-four cars made, you just hung on to it for uh, well, nineteen ninety. That's twenty-six years. You could have sold it for sixty thousand dollars. Dang, dang. Well, Nut. I mean, that's that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Tis indeed. So get your ass out there and buy yourself an IROC if you're not going to buy yourself a new one. If, yep. if you're pining for the old days, put your money where your mouth is. I'm going to go ahead and link up this uh, this article in the show notes, and you guys can read it and let us know what you think. There you go. we got to get to some voicemails. Man. we got to wrap them up. Yeah, we've been uh, going through some uh, lots of voicemails the last couple of weeks, and we've uh, been sitting on a couple. So I am going to uh, start off right now. Hey guys, Bentley Fierro here. How are you? Okay, so I got some pretty interesting stuff. 
went on a Cadillac B drive on the track. I was invited to drive the ATSB coupe. Drives amazing, much faster than my CTSB. It dances. It's super light. The handling is awesome. Amazing. Now I know the new 16 SS Camaro pretty much, if not on par, identical, if not outperforms the ATSV. Um, so that's where I'm at on, on those cars right there. So congratulations on that convertible you got there. Must be a really nice car. And the ZL1. How the heck is this? All the new Cadillac Vs do not come with ventilated seats. The Recaros do not come with ventilated seats. Yet the new ZL1 has more, uh, I would say, luxury perks than a Cadillac would. The ZL1 has ventilated Recaros. I love that. So let's see how it works. My lease is coming up on my V-Coupe uh, by August, and I can always do an early turning or whatever I want. Uh, and I'll look in the ZL1 if I can get myself a, a good lease, because I lease my cars. I'm a businessman. If I could lease the ZL1, the new one, I'll definitely get one. Black, black, loaded, every option. Coupe. Or either white, black, loaded, every option. Uh, either way, I love coupes with a sunroof. So that's where I'm at. Love the show, guys. Thanks a lot. And that New Zealand one is amazing, but uh, ATSV drives awesome. And um, but I gotta say, Camaro is the best buy still. That SS is an amazing buy, much better performer. I'm pretty sure, if not quicker than an ATSV. You got the V8 there, and it weighs the same. So there's the power to weight. All right, guys, have a good one. Love the show, and we'll talk soon. This is Bentley Fiero, Dana Point, California. Bentley Fiero. <laughs> He always how, how sounds can, he always sounds like he's in such a great mood too. He, what what does he do again? I forgot what he does. Uh, he's a private business owner. Yeah, that's right. Well, he's he just sounds like he owns a boat and has a lot of supermodels hanging out with them. <laughs> and he's just happy. He's probably all coked up. That's probably what it is. Yeah, right. All right. But always always good to hear him. You're right. He just makes you feel good. I would yeah. love to have beers with that guy yeah. one day. ATSV, he just drove uh, says it's on par with the 2016 Camaro SS, but looking at the new ZL1, wondering why the V doesn't have the Recaro ventilated seats. The ZL1 does, has more kind of like luxury perks to it. The only thing I can think of is Recaro's different seats, different cars. Maybe for the ATS-V, they couldn't get those ventilated seats in them in time, and... They did now have them for the Camaro, so that's the only thing I can think of. You're probably right, but at the same time, maybe that uh, ZL1 is just so badass that you uh, get swamp-ass driving it and you need a little bit of cooling down under. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you either. It's probably yeah. a supply thing. It could be a design thing. It could be a production thing. It. Uh, <laughs> no, hey, what, what can you... What, Next voicemail. <laughs> Here's the next one. Thanks, Bentley. Hey, guys, this is Bobby C. from beautiful, sunny Lakewood Ranch, Florida. And I am telling you, after owning five straight Corvettes, including a C7, I wanted a little bit of a change of pace and about four months ago bought a brand-new 2016 SS Camaro. And I cannot tell you how happy I am uh, with the purchase. I love the car. It's a little bit quieter than the Corvette. The ride's a little bit nicer than the Corvette, but man, from a performance standpoint, it is knockout spot on. Really can't tell much of a difference between uh, how fast my C7 was versus this SS. Handles great, rides great. 
I'm five foot nine. I still got to raise that seat up a little bit. I got to get a little bit used to seeing over that dashboard. And uh, believe it or not, the visibility out the back is not quite as good as uh, the Corvette was. But I'll tell you, outside of having the the look of a C7, which I absolutely loved, uh, this Camaro is everything I could ask for. Absolutely love it. Love the performance. Love the styling. The, the electronics is awesome. Uh, just wanted to share that with you guys and, and all of your listeners. You do a great job on the podcast, and uh, thanks for everything you do. I'm really enjoying the Camaro. Have a great day. Bobby C. calling in from Florida. Loving that new 6th gen. We love hearing voicemails like this where somebody calls in just to say, listen, love love the show. That's great. But I love this car. That that's that's just as awesome as anything else. Heck yeah! You can hear it in his voice, man. He's just <laughs> just happy. Heck yeah! It's amazing that I, I I I never thought I'd see the day where somebody would and and we see it a lot. Somebody goes from a brand new Corvette to a brand new Camaro and says, "This Camaro is so much better in so many ways." It's it's just amazing. Chris, you did it too, though. I did it too. Yeah, yes. C six. You went to your ZL one. Yep, and then. Oh, it's just great. Yeah, it's a great time to yep. be a Camaro enthusiast. Just spectacular. And I know our good buddy uh, Jay Boogie, he went from a C7 Corvette. He traded that in and got a six gen. Yep. And he likes and it he better. It. He likes it better than his vet. Just, just like our caller, the Bobby C that just called in. I know. What's up with that? It's Dang. just weird. Maybe it's because it's more of a comfy driver's car instead of a sports car. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we got a quick email we got to get to here. Uh, this comes from Jim Valcarell, Carcel, Vin, Jim, you know your name, uh, from Sedona. He prefers to listen to the Camaro Show on the website, which you can. You can listen to it on the website, on Stitcher. Heck, you can probably listen to it, uh, uh, well, of course, on iTunes and Google Play. He said, just listen to the show today. This is last week's show. You guys mentioned that us listeners need not worry that you will get to every voicemail that comes in, even if you get behind. Know this, guys. Us listeners never worry if or when you will get to our voicemails or emails. We listen to the show. We listen to the show to listen to you two knuckleheads. <laughs> the show is fun and crazy and a nice break from the madness of our weekly grind. Sure, we want you to play our voicemails so we can engage in the conversation about the Camaro and all, but please don't think we're tapping our toes, getting upset because you don't play our voicemails. We listen to the show to listen to you two guys. As always, thanks for doing the show. Even if you're making millions doing the show, <laughs> we still love you. Uh, one last thing. Uh, every week at the end of the show... <laughs> You both say see ya at exactly the same time. I mean exactly the same time. How do you do it? You guys are real pros. Well, first of all, thank you for the wonderful uh, kudos to the show. I'm glad Thanks, you, you like the show and that means all, everything. That means the world to us. How Chris, how, how do we say um see ya at the same time every year? Why don't you go in and just click that button real quick? Uh, let's see here. Let me bring it up here. You mean yeah. this? Thanks for listening to the Camaro Show. Don't Camaro forget, show. drop us yeah. a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. Here we go. See, see ya. ya. See ya. Because <laughs> it's recorded? Because <laughs> it's recorded, buddy. Uh, yeah, we, we use a nifty little program on our Soundwire soundboard that uh, has pre-recorded things. Like, Chris, you got another button you can hit that's funny? No, I've only got three things here, just like the voicemail. Hey, want to be or, part of this show? Or the beginning here, or, you know... <laughs> But yeah, that's that's how we do it. That's the yeah. the secret of the the show. It's there you go. Yeah. 
Mystery solved. All right, we've got a couple more voicemails we got to get back to, but since you click the button, click Chris, click it again. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Yeah, do it now. That was important, too. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple more uh, voicemails to get through, and here's the next one. Hey, guys, this is Matt Gaskins in Houston. Just listening to your podcast regarding the 1LE track times and pricing adjustments. Very informative podcast. Really appreciate it. Guys, let's uh, watch the language. I'd love to bring my son into the love of sports, and I'm not going to have him listen to a podcast with foul language. So as Captain America said in the Avengers movie, language, please. Love the podcast, guys. Thanks. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, Jason, stop swearing. Oh, you know, I remember the, <laughs> the first episodes that we did. Chris, you were dropping the f bomb like like a madman. Yeah, like, but but I would that. edit it. But I would edit it out. Why don't you edit me out then? Because it's too hard. Because you swear too much. You I know how much not. time it takes to bleep you out? Like I that one know, episode. Oh my god. I do no thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good point. Thanks. Point well taken. Every now and then we get a little garage talky, so we will. Uh, I will. Tone it down. Lots of Thank you very much for that suggestion. Because we <laughs> want to appeal to everybody, including the young hot riders yeah, out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ready for the next one? You bet. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, guys? It's AJ, the resident Mustang guy. And uh, I was just calling in just to say what's up, guys. And want to uh, say to Chris, uh, enjoyed uh, Vito's Cheeto chicken fry video. Eating chicken fries in a convertible. Life can't get any better. And I uh, appreciate you for replying back to my comment. Like I said, it's, it's like time flies, man. Can't believe Vito has gotten that big. I remember listening to the show before he was even born, my brother. And um, I've been watching a lot of your other videos with Vito the Kid, and he's a very entertaining guy. So uh, keep it up. And uh, Jason, I want to tell you to uh, appreciate you for the magazines. I snagged up that first issue that... uh you had for sale, and uh, the one with the uh, uh, the issue about uh, when the Camaro went away. So I want to say appreciate you for those. And um, it's real cool to see the editorials on um, those older vehicles, the LT1s and the 50s, and seeing how 450 and 500 horsepower streetcars were like a big deal back then because this is around the time that I couldn't even drive, and I wasn't really in, 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 even into cars at that time. So it's, it's really cool to see, you know, the progression of 500 horsepower being the age between a street car and a track car versus now where we have seven and 800,000 horsepower street cars you can still drive on a daily basis. So it's really cool to look back in. Of course, have uh, the, most of the magazine being black and white and only the feature cars being uh, color. But uh, that's all I wanted, guys, just to catch up and yeah, thanks, guys. AJ, thanks for calling in, buddy. Yeah. So <laughs> I mentioned a few podcasts ago that I was selling all of my old GM high tech performance and high tech performance magazines. Dang. From back in the day, just yes. just to see what would happen if anybody wanted to get their hands on them. AJ bought the very very first issue. Now, AJ, I want you to leaf through that, and I want you to tell me, can you find a single web address or email address anywhere on that magazine? Oh, that, that was, was from December. Like what? 
96 or 97? December of 95. Ooh. So that was before anything. It's, it's, it's really funny because you see phone numbers, but no email, no web address. No Twitter, no Facebook. No, oh, God. not even, face, Twitter and Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, I think, was still... Um, in high school? In his, in his diapers when in 95, for yeah. crying out loud. But... Uh, yeah, it was really neat. I le- I actually leafed through that magazine before I put it in the mail to to AJ. Um, so I still have more to list on eBay. It's kind of cool because I get some some people that e- message me on eBay about that, saying, "Thanks for this. I I I have an SSR. I don't know why. And uh and you know I want to buy this issue because that's when GM High Tech covered the SSR and things like that. So it was, it was really cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. What else did he say? Anything else? Uh, he likes watching my chicken fries videos with Vito. <laughs> we did one yeah. of my convertible because, uh, you know, Burger King every once in a while. You know, actually, Burger King's been coming out some weird stuff recently, and they came out with something called the Cheetos Chicken Fries. Have you ever tried this? No, man. I don't eat that, eat that crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. But. We, we went there, and we got it, and then, you know, I don't know. It was okay. It was. So what we're talking about is your son Vito has his own YouTube channel called Vito the Kid. Yeah. Where you and he um, have fun eating sometimes very odd things. Yeah. And uh, it's de- definitely entertaining for sure. But uh, <laughs> I, get, I guess I get to live vicariously through you because if I ate the same stuff you guys did, I'd blimp out much bigger than I did. Plus, I just got to save room for beer. Oh, we just try them anyways. We don't eat the whole thing. Except... Oh, well, Except when we tried the when we tried to do the one hundred chicken nugget challenge a couple weeks ago, oh god, I How's never you? want to eat chicken nuggets in my life again. They're ever. pretty tasty when they start out, right? Yeah, for the and first six. But when you get to the fortieth one, you want to puke. Forty <laughs> chicken nuggets? I don't think I could eat forty chicken nuggets in a day. Well, I ate fifty, and Vito ate twenty-two. Vito's how old? Eight. I don't even think I could eat 22. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought originally, but I don't know. Good for that kid, I, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, good grief. AJ, thanks for the voicemail. Yes, that's Definitely it, buddy. sparked yeah. our, uh, our, uh, our conversation about that. Uh, Chris, I'm sure you'll link up the uh, the uh, the Vito the Kid uh <laughs> If you want channel. me to. <laughs> yeah, why not? You guys, you guys have fun with it, and I think that's awesome. Uh, how much time we got left in the episode? So we're uh, just over 32 minutes now. All right, let's just run through this really quick. Ten cars that are discontinued for 2016. Uh, this is according to Forbes. First of all, number 10, the Toyota Venza. Never heard what? of it. What? What the hell is a Venza? Uh, it's a car? Uh, okay, next. Uh, number nine, the Scion XB. Thank God. <laughs> well, here's the deal. The Scions were really groundbreaking when they first came out, but according to this Forbes article, uh, this XB is really bland looking, really bland looking. Next, I think is Toyota the Scion. completely did away with Scion. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't pay attention to it as much as uh, other people do. Uh, number number uh, number uh, number eight, the Scion IQ. Don't even know. What the hell this thing is? Sorry to our previous caller. Sorry, earmuffs for your kid. Uh, an automotive answer to a question nobody asked is according to Forbes. Okay. It's just a little baby, little runt car. I don't even know what it is. Number seven, the Nissan Xterra. Very surprised to see this on the list because the Nissan Xterra is actually a great SUV, a good off-road vehicle. Uh, according to Forbes, this rough-and-tumble truck-based SUV ends its 15-year run after more than 
Three-quarter million units sold. While it originally enjoyed su- success as an affordable off-roader, consumers extend instead it switched to compact crossover SUVs for more car-like driving dynamics. Well, the market changes. We know that. Number six, the num the uh, Mini Cooper Coupe and Roadster. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I thought Mini Cooper was doing awesome. Um, number five, the Land Rover LR2. If you got a hundred grand to spend on an SUV, you're out of luck. <laughs> Number four, the Jaguar XK. It just looks dated as hell. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it just does. It looks it looks like it's from the nineties. A good looking car, but it's just just old. Um, the the Jaguar F type, which is really good looking, is going to replace it. So that makes sense. The Infinity Q40, Q40, Q50, Q20, Qdoba. <laughs> I can't keep I can't keep up with that. Number two, the Honda Cross Tour. If you've seen this thing on the road, you probably said the same thing I did. What what is up with this high butted wagon hatchback car like thing? Mm. I, I I don't even know what it what it's for, but they're it, even they said it's oddly styled fastback wagon. If that even makes sense. Number one, Mercedes Benz M Class. Okay. Uh, it's it's a sixty thousand dollar SUV. It's. Uh, Going to be replaced by the uh, GLE class. Um, so that's it. Nothing really spectacular going on there as far as uh, vehicles being discontinued for 2016. Well, I have an honorable, honorable mention. Something that's been What's... in the in the news uh, this week uh, in Detroit. Uh, the Detroit oh, yeah. Free Press states a failure. The Dodge Dart will die Wait. this month. The Wait. Dodge Dart. They're going to stop the Dodge Dot? Yeah, so if you're in Boston, you would call it the Dodge Dot. Just throw the damn dot, will you? It said, what went wrong with the Dart? <laughs> Born with fanfare and optimism in June 2012, the compact sedan will die this month in virtual anonymity. A failure that never came close to meeting Fiat Chrysler's expectations. Uh, so, yeah, this car was a heaping pile of failure, uh, according to the Detroit Free Press. And nobody is going to miss it. It's going to die. And that's it. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing about the Dodge Dart. Yeah, I'm not going to miss it. But I do remember when it came out, I was actually surprised at how good it did look, in my opinion. Okay. It did. It was a good looking little car. It was it was it was it was styled right. I just think the name was sort of rough. Uh, well, and car and that, driver reviews. Take that classic name and put it on a a little car that didn't sell. Well, I mean just Dodge Dart. It's it rhymes with fart. Again, yeah, sorry but, to our I previous mean, caller but, about the kid. But Dodge Dart I mean you when I think of a Dodge Dart I think back to the 60s and the 70s, and then I think of my aunt picking me up in an 80s Dodge Dart. <laughs> well, there you go. So, according to Car and Driver, it doesn't get very good reviews at all. One and a half stars out of five. Ooh, that's hard. Ouch. Uh, they say, while the Dart is uniquely styled, it is otherwise rather disappointing offering. 160 horsepower, 2 liter, 4, 6 speed manual, and front driver standard, 160 horsepower 1.4 liter turbo and 184 horsepower 2.4 liter four cylinder are optional six speed automatics are offered uh, blah 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 eight quarter 8.4 inch touchscreen several appearance packages yeah it's a good looking little car uh, I, I didn't think it looked bad 
I thought it would do good. It's better than a neon, for God's sakes. But it just did not did not work. Nope. So, so rest a, in peace, Dodge Dot. Yeah, my Dodge Dot died. <laughs> we are out of time. I know yeah. we are. Did you have one more thing on the list? I you want to save that to next gonna week? Have, we're going to have to save it for next week. What Haggerty says... From big wheels to big noses to big uh, whatever, these are the worst automotive accessories, period. Wow. Um, you know what? It's short enough. I can get through it. Okay. Oversized wheels. For the record, nobody, no one wrote the word donk. So hold the emails, donkers. <laughs> okay. What they did mention were oversized wheels, ridiculously large wheels and wheels over 20 inches. You be the judge. Spinner hubcaps are pretty bad. Salt in the wound. Wings and spoilers. Like yes. all of them or high ones? Or... As Rob Gregory wrote, wing spoilers are only cool if they actually enhance the car's performance, like okay. those on the Superbird in Daytona. Okay. All right. But they're useless on front-wheel drives. If the picture is worth a thousand words, Craig Nelson said a mouthful by writing nothing and simply posting a photo of an Accord. In spite of the wings, it doesn't fly. How's about this? I'm surprised it made the list. Curb feelers. Do they still People still curb... use those? Holy cow. Well, That's probably it should be on the list every year. According to Haggerty, curb feelers on a Ford Focus. Enough said. <laughs> All right. Number two, fakes without function. Take it away, Sean Montier. Non-functioning anything. I don't know who these names are, by the way. Yeah. It's maybe editors or something of Haggerty or just uh, customers of Haggerty Insurance. Non-functioning anything. Fender vents, hood scoops, exhaust openings, brake cooling vents. Feel free to add to the list. Can't disagree with that. Number one. Ready? Ready. Eyelashes, noses, oh. antlers, and other body parts. We've Amen, all seen them. Amen, brother. And generally, they're polarizing. Giant eyelashes above the headlights, Rudolph's red nose, and reindeer antlers at Christmas. And then there's another nomination, the plastic or metal testicles that some people hang from their bumpers. Bumper nuts. <laughs> Bumper nuts. These decorations actually have a name. There's even a Wikipedia entry describing them in detail. Search at your own risk. Absolutely ridiculous. Come on, man. Put some pants on. Wow. Okay. So there you have it. According to our friends at Haggerty. Now, I don't even have Haggerty insurance any longer, but I still enjoy their newsletter. And they're not paying me to say this. They do have a pretty cool newsletter that comes out every now and then. Um, I recommend you sign up and check it out. Uh, just go over to Haggerty, H-A-G-E-R-T-Y.com, and uh, I'm sure there's somewhere there's there's a way you can sign up. Okay, cool. It's always fun. So I know we're definitely out of time now. Yeah, totally. You know what's coming up? SEMA. <laughs> yep. Yep, and we are doing our meet and greet again this year. So head over to Facebook.com slash Camaro Talk Show, and we have the event set up. Join us. I think it's November yeah. 2nd, 8 p.m., Excalibur Hotel Casino in the Octane Lounge every year. Provided it's still even there. Yeah, I'm, sure not, it we'll just, I'm sure it you know. is. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we definitely do have to wrap this up. Um, I guess that's it. that's it for this week. Yep. We'll be back at you next week with more Camaro news, commentary, get your voicemails and emails in. It's going to be fun. And um, I've got an idea in my head on how we, Chris, you and I, can make one of our listeners' cars famous. Ooh, so, okay. Talk about that next week. All right, we'll see you then. All right. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya.